0: I didn't know we were recording right now, so I just got to eat my breakfast real quick. Okay. Well, uh, no hurry. (sighs) Don't mind me.
1: (laughs) Welcome aboard the Little Red Bandwagon. We are the twice weekly podcast dedicated to celebrating the radio show Turn podcast, Too Beautiful to Live. My name is Mike Frizzell, I'm in wet and windy Austin, Texas, and on Fridays we usually give you shows with guests, fans of the show, to talk about the favorite segment as well as their own history with the show, but this is Monday, where we give you a recap of last week's TBTL episodes. Bobby is busy this weekend attending not one, but two weddings, one of which he thinks might actually work. So... I'm back in the captain's chair and helping me out are two ladies to the north of me in the central time zone, the first of which is just up I-35, one of the most dangerous stretches of freeway in the United States in Dallas. It's Meredith all the way mayhem. Hello, Meredith. Hey, Mike. I am joining me from New Brighton, Minnesota, land of a thousand bays, is Anne Lundholm. Hello, Ann.
2: Do you know where you get if you keep going north on I-35?
1: I would imagine you end up in St. Paul. Smack
2: dab in the middle of the Twin
1: Cities. Wow. Does it go through New Brighton specifically?
2: Actually, um, it splits. You have 35W goes around the west and 35E Uh, goes around the east. And I am right off of 35W.
1: Dallas does the same thing. It's super confusing. Mm -hmm. Um, So uh, you're dealing with some weather, Meredith. We may be hearing hearing some uh, thunderstorms in Dallas. Yeah,
0: there's quite a bit of thunder going on right now. So.
1: And we have a Stephen Storm going on in your lap. <laughs> Can we hear that? Can we get some of that? Yep.
0: Okay. So this is Stephen the cat. Wow. Yeah, He's that's great. Yeah, He's real
1: yeah. happy. <laughs> um, I have. Uh, I'm in the front room, and it is the daytime, so there could be some. If there are any bad babies or bad dogs getting walked down my street, they're going to get barked at. So, <laughs> just just know that we might have a lot of audio spackle today. So, uh, we're going to have a little LRB business. We'll do the weekend in review, including a great clip of the week this week. I don't know how much housekeeping there is today, and then one of the ladies here will tell us how to get involved. But first, the LRB business. My personal update: House Hunters Texas. Where was I last weekend? Uh, well, I was in a car with my wife and my bunny. Uh, we boarded the dogs because it was the first week in our house went on the market. We went on the market on Friday morning, and we had to stay out of the house uh, from 10 to 5 each day. So we took our bunny on some adventures, went out to the hill country. Um, I don't know. We didn't let him loose because <laughs> we <laughs> – they're good of you. <laughs> so
0: that sounds like a nice, you know, bluebells are in season right now, so yeah, yeah, the blue like bonnets nice were trip. out
1: um yeah the the flowers it was it was pretty amazing it, and our marriage survived the three days, which was good <laughs> um but uh in the way of business, um, we got an offer on Tuesday morning, and we're under contract, and the house has been inspected, and we're waiting to hear back from the buyer, so um. Fingers crossed it looks like we're going to be able to get out of here on time and get into our new house in uh, Kyle, Texas, the Bay City. I'm sorry, the Cheddar Bay City.
0: (laughs) I'm glad that that this has gone so quickly for you, relatively. Yes, no
1: kidding. It it has. I mean, we really worked hard to make it happen quickly, you know, because we wanted the house to be like – irresistible you know like if you came in you're like "Ah, i gotta have this house and whether or not you're going to be able to put up the price that's one thing but we wanted to eliminate like objections over the appearance of the house right so I, well, think I think you, you did, did a
0: great job it really looks awesome
1: thank you appreciate it and and i can't wait to go back to actually living and making it look <laughs> a lot worse <laughs> so uh
0: your house uh pup date what's going on with eddie Oh boy. Eddie is, he's testing my patience this week. Um, he, most of the time he's a sweet, adorable angel. Um, but we're having an issue with house training. He's not quite there yet. Mm. Uh, so, you know, I was getting pretty confident about it. Um, we're crate training him. So he's in his crate or in a pen when he's not outside or directly interacting with us. And that's what our trainer told us to do. And so I was getting pretty confident about his potty training abilities, and uh the other day I took him outside, we were playing around for a half hour. Oh no. Uh, I brought him back inside and he peed right in front of his crate. Oh Yay. boy. And I was like, come on, buddy. <laughs> like what? <laughs> well you
1: have to be forgiven of that because um once you've seen uh willfulness in in uh, potty disobedience, uh you appreciate innocence because <laughs> when it That's when the true. weather is bad or it's very cold uh, I will get up out of bed to let the dogs out and uh, let's not. Who did that? <laughs> God, I hate that so much. <laughs> I'll get out of bed to you let the up. dogs into the backyard. And G- I hear Ginger trotting behind me and I hear the other one a little bit further behind. And, and I open the door and there goes Ginger. But Abby has peeled off for whatever available rug surface she could find. <laughs> Because she doesn't want to go outside in the cold or yeah. the rain. I mean, we haven't had anything like that happen probably in the last six months, but but uh, there's nothing like that at like four in the morning. some willful potty disobedience to just really get under your skin.
0: Yeah. Eddie, I mean, Duff and I looked at each other and just said, oh, he has no idea where he's yeah. supposed to go. This is just clearly, we've done a bad job and so we still <laughs> right. got to work on it. So we've made All a few right. adjustments to our technique, so hopefully he'll be getting it
1: soon. Okay. Anne, you're in the friend business Yes, give us that, Do you have stats for us?
2: I do. Actually, I have three things today. I'd like to say something heartfelt, then I'd like to give the stats, and then I'd like to give two facts. Certainly. And so number one, the heartfelt thing is I have been so blown away by um, the reception that I've received and the friendship that has been shown to me. You guys are just so awesome. I thought that the 10s were a great group, but... I love the Wagoneers 50 times more. Yeah. This has been yeah. just so lovely. I, I I, really felt socially sort of like I've been outside the window for a lot of my life. Kind of, you know, my nose pressed to the glass and looking at everybody inside, having a good time. And all of a sudden I'm inside, I'm in the room and mm-hmm. it's so cool. It's just really, really a gratifying Thing. So I want to say thank you to everybody, and um, you are all precious to me, all my friends.
1: So oh, that's very touching.
2: <laughs> with that, let's go to the numbers, and I need Luke's Kai doll <laughs> impression right, right now. <laughs> but uh, this week, I am up another 16 friends for a total Jeez. of 165 friends. That is a 68.37 total increase. And <laughs> my friends since I started on LRV. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and my two facts, number one thing that happened this week is that Jeremy made me a custom URL. If you were to go to littlebreadbandwagon.com slash friend Anne, that gets you to my Facebook <laughs> friend site, <laughs> which makes me really happy. And the second fact is I had a couple of heavy hitters come on board today.
0: Oh I, boy.
2: I love all my friends. As I said, you're all you're all equally precious to me. But this week I was friended by <clears throat> Emily. Wow. Ooh. Yes, indeed. I was friended by David Burbank. Oh my god. What?
1: Oh.
2: Oh, <laughs> I'm not friends with him. David, you're my favorite Burbank.
1: (laughs) He's my favorite Burbank too. It's not even close, really.
2: And as of Friday, I am friends with one Andrew Lewis Walsh.
0: Oh my god! Thank you. Congratulations. Thank you very much. Now how which direction did that go? It was me and okay. it, it was a you.
2: long 72 hours because <laughs> I clicked the button on Tuesday afternoon and he did mm-hmm. not accept until Friday. And I was already like creating scenarios in my head like, oh, it's okay. I don't have to be friends with Andrew. I don't want to make him do anything that he doesn't want to do. This is good enough. And Did then you I, ever
1: think about withdrawing your your request? Can you do that even? I, I don't know. Uh,
2: yeah, you can cancel it. I mm-hmm. had not seriously. Let's just give this a little bit more time. And then yeah. as soon as I saw that, I was like, Oh my God, oh my god, my whole life is worth it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, let let me know when you send him a personal message. I would I would like to know how quickly he responds because to me he's been pretty good on, on Facebook. Yeah. Right. He, let's face it, he's pretty good in email too. Yeah. But um I, I wanna know what it's gonna take for you to, to take that next step and, <laughs> you know. Just kind of peek around the corner and say mm-hmm. hi to, to Andrew. All
2: right, I'm not making any promises.
1: No, no, no pressure. <laughs> no, it's got to come naturally. It's got to be something he says like "bohemith" over and over again, and you just get tired of. <laughs> and you just have to send that late night message saying, "Stop saying bohemith." You know that kind of thing. That's what it's inspires not me. Not mnemonic right. device. <laughs> right, right. All right, uh, moving on to the week in review. It's been a long time since I've done this. My notes are not as good as Bobby's, so uh, be forgiving of me, folks. Um, Luke is in Bellingham. Uh, the Pod Dog, the location of Pod Dog is now becoming the new weigh-in. That is discussed. Um, and I, Luke, yes, go ahead.
0: Oh, no, I was just going to say I like it. Yeah. Well, what I think we could combine these things because we're so concerned about – Pod dog's weight, why don't we do a pod dog weight check-in oh <laughs> uh, that
1: that would stink. I've told you guys uh, <laughs> about the vet that yeah, they say, oh, your dog needs to lose some weight it's, all right, you know let's talk about her paw first and no, then we can... I don't
0: agree with body shaming regardless of species
1: <laughs> right, right, even though the dog doesn't know <laughs> right. doesn't know. Um, Luke is trying to make peace with his body, uh he got all of this out of. Somehow they went to look at bamboo and he met some lady who said something rude about Rudy and (laughs) everyone realizes we have to be happy with the bodies we have. Am I remembering (laughs) any of this
0: right? I think so.
1: Yeah. Um, If, if you feel like going on Facebook uh, and I mean, it's one thing if someone brings a dog to your bamboo farm and you fat shame the dog or body shame (laughs) the dog, you don't need to go on Facebook and, and body shame or fat shame Rudy. So if, if that's what you're thinking about doing today on the Stens page, Think again. And don't tag Rudy, whatever the f-, yeah. f*** you do. Don't don't tag her. It's just mean. Um, Andrew calls Luke El Gordo. Somehow gets away with it.
0: Right. No wonder he's got issues.
2: There was something in there about a Mexican gardener podcast that I, I wasn't yeah. sure how that all evolved. Oh, yeah. Luke's
0: goals in life to, to be fluent in Spanish and become a master oh, gardener and then combine those into a podcast.
1: Right. Because you could work on your body, or you could work on other things too. Just yeah. you know, that's just your your what? okay. Um, <laughs> that since y'all don't care about sports, don't care about um, don't care about baseball much. I know Anne, you you like baseball a little bit, but I do. Uh, Felix, they talk about Felix, and and Luke uh, lays out all the statistics about ultra. Uh, Felix is an ultra premium pitcher, which he is. Um, I'm currently in the middle of watching a DVR game uh, from him pitching yesterday and there's I love Felix and I love the Mariners and I can't talk about it it's just too painful and so y- y'all have the benefit of me not being able to talk about how awful awful things are going for Felix and the Mariners
2: we could talk about how awful things are going for the twins yeah have they won a game yet two what <laughs> they went oh and nine and they won the last two and they're on the oh. road
1: up Thank God. Now, they're, they're, I would say it's easy when they were 0-9 to say what record they were on pace for, but it gets way more complicated once they actually win a game. I actually have to do a lot more math, so I can't tell you what they're on pace for, but I'm guessing probably 20 or 30 wins. No?
2: Well, past history would tell us that in 1991, when the Twins won the World Series, they started 2-9. Just saying. So, it's
1: a lock. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, the, the funniest thing I saw about the twins last week was that logo. They just took the, the, uh, they took, what, what did they do? You like, you can't spell twins without wins. But they took the wins out of it. <laughs> it was just, I mean, people get mean fast these days. It used to be, you had to go like, oh, and 13, 0 and 14 before shit got really mean. But now just, you show any chink in your armor, like oh, and nine and you're, you're sunk. But I think you, you, y'all were taking it well. StuBot seemed to be taking it well. There were a lot of pictures of beer that he was consuming <laughs> during these losses.
2: It's a nice ballpark.
1: <laughs> yeah. Brand new, right? Yep. Yeah. Nice ballpark. And the weather, hmm, probably okay. Eh, who knows? Um, the, this was a pretty, uh, I don't know if this was the top story because I, I'm too stupid to write stuff like that down. But, um, Aretha Franklin sang Carol King's uh You Make Me Feel Like a Natural Woman Uh and Aretha was on piano and Obama um cried while watching it, I guess. And then the next day or somewhere somewhere in the press he started giving DJ tips. <laughs> Does he DJ? Do you think he like He's the guy who you go to a party at the Obama's house, and he—he he, the playlist is his, or is he actually oh, scratching I bet. records?
0: I bet. He talks a lot about music. He has a lot of feelings about music, so I wouldn't. Yeah. It wouldn't surprise me.
1: Yeah. Is he our coolest president, or Definitely. Clinton cooler?
0: No. Mm-hmm. No,
2: Obama's authentically cool.
1: Yeah. Yeah,
2: I'll give I agree with him. Andrew.
0: I have the same feelings.
1: Yeah, you know, even if I even if I disagreed with his politics, I probably would have to admit he's. He's about halfway slick. Mm -hmm. Um, dazzling donor is Kathy in Windham or Windham, (laughs) Maine. Uh, Which the only the only thing more more boring than talking about state abbreviations and making sentences out of them is whether or not (laughs) ham or um are the way to pronounce towns in New England. So, um, oh, here it is. Top story. Uh, The Naked and Afraid editors say that it takes up to 40 hours to properly pixelate all the uh, bad parts of people that are uh, flung around on that show. Mm -hmm. Do you guys believe that? And why isn't there a program that does this?
2: I think there is a program, right?
1: But why would it take so long?
2: I don't
1: know. It it sounds like they're doing it by hand. Yes.
2: (laughs) There's a lot of adjustments needed.
0: I guess I believe it. maybe they don't have the budget. I mean, how much money could this show be pulling
1: in? Uh, yeah. And there's there's notes like well, I didn't understand the, were the notes from like logging tape or were the notes I like think production notes? Editing, like, editing we, notes. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. So at 4042 is where the bug bites the for China. Right. Uh, <laughs> Cuz I thought there might be production notes like we're going to need some shots of a bug biting <laughs> of China, you know either way creepy notes yeah yeah uh but i was thinking cuz they were saying some guys on the show were like hey could you blur me a little you know a little more generously <laughs> and i would to to which i would say don't get greedy you know as long as you blur me gently <laughs> let's not get carried away you know cuz i'm sure they could blur it to the point where people would be like come on mm-hmm. that's just your knee <laughs> right, right. See, this guy paid him off. Yeah,
0: my favorite part of this whole conversation was Andrew commenting that he would rather die than return home from being on one of these shows because <laughs> <laughs> he would just die of embarrassment once he got home. Yeah,
1: I don't understand the appeal. I mean, no. I, I guess, I guess I've never seen it, so maybe you get hooked on it really fast. Because I mean, of course the the pixelation is fascinating. You know, you think you're watching Japanese porn at first, then you see that the people are white.
0: I've seen snippets of the show and it it mostly just makes me anxious because they're like getting eaten alive by bugs because they have no protection (laughs) on their skin. So it's nothing I want to watch.
1: It always strikes me too that, um, you know, these people are going through something terrible yet there's people like 15 feet away that are, you know, playing cards and eating sandwiches, Mm -hmm. you know, and, I'm always like, could you just help that guy out? And I have that feeling sometimes too, like some like found footage and fight footage and stuff. Um, And even like America's Funniest Home Videos, you see people on the camera long after they should be trying to help somebody who's really, really messed themselves up.
2: Can you answer a question for me? What is the end goal of this? Do they get paid for being on this? Is there a prize? Is this just to complete the experience?
0: I don't know. I don't remember. Because they must why be getting paid? Cuz why else would you yeah. do it?
1: Well, from what I understand too, and Meredith you've seen some of it, they get people that are in like super shape. Like, oh yeah, they're fitters. all
0: personal trainers.
1: Right. Right. So it's I think to some degree it's like to show yourself off and, mm. you know, and then promote I'm yourself. Sure. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. As seen on mm-hmm. Naked and Afraid, except I will be wearing pants when I come over <laughs> right. to train you at least initially. <laughs> um there's some talk of the oh oh the second top story is npr on the rocks um they have not handled streaming very well they've not handled podcasting very well and they're so they're sort of in a position where they have one real flagship this american life and and what has stemmed off of that but they've really you know the proliferation of podcasting and all that um Outside of their realm. It has them scrambling a little bit. There's a lot of talk about um, NPR and podcasting this week. Do you you all have any thoughts on this?
2: I really, I liked what Andrew said about. He likes to listen to the streaming radio experience. I I don't agree with him about liking to listen to commercials and things. But sometimes when I'm in the car, I don't want to podcast. I don't, you know, 20 minutes to the target or something. I just want to turn on the radio and get the news and move on with my day. I don't need to learn something. So I really uh, like what he said about that.
0: Yeah. Sometimes I'm not in the mood for podcasts. I mostly listen to podcasts, but um, sometimes I want to know what's going on in the world. And I, I really hope NPR is always there. I It does its dry news format really well. And I, I hope it continues mm-hmm. to do that in addition to whatever else it does. I think it has to get good with podcasts though. That's what everybody's listening to. I was going to uh bring up my
1: one go to public radio joke. If things don't go well and they have to um have to cut the budget over at NPR, uh unfortunately the afternoon drive time is going to be most things considered. Just have <laughs> Some things budget. considered. Yeah. Yeah. A few things considered. Things are getting really bad over here.
0: Yeah. We'll I thought it was interesting interesting but not surprising that Andrew has such disdain for podcasts. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Considering yeah. he works on one. He works on two. Two. Right. And and trust me that he he works way harder on that other one. Yeah. Than, <laughs> he than sure this does. one. Um I guess it's walk your sibling to work day <laughs> on, <laughs> on Monday.
0: We found something they won't Google for some reason.
1: Uh let's see. Luke is not comfortable with uh uh psh- I don't even know what this means. Block boxing? Hmm. Hmm. Oh, I know what this means. Um, the signs that say don't block the box. They. they, they don't oh, the me, intersection. Yeah, 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 hanging out in oh, an intersection. Right. Or in front of a fire station or something. And I don't know. I mean, he seems to think that in, in L.A., it's the car that's signaling and the two cars behind it get to go. Uh, maybe that is in L.A., but I think universally... To me, it should be the car that's signaling and a car behind it. What do you Mm -hmm. guys think about this?
0: I agree with you. I think any more than that is a stretch Mm -hmm. if you don't have a a turn arrow.
1: Yeah, because if if you've got that one more car going through, that requires more patience and probably more cooperation than the oncoming cars are going to want to be providing at that point as they've been waiting for three minutes already. So... But I do and,
0: I do agree with pulling out into the intersection. That was something I had to learn later in life. Yeah, that uh, that's absolutely necessary to hold your spot. Or oh, else yeah. you're not going to make it. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, both both the lead car and the and the backup car yes. need to get out as far as they can. Yep. So, and uh, the um, I think Andrew's is the one who threw out the very controversial um, thing that he expects people to signal. They should use their turn signal, <laughs> and uh, I support that
0: as well. That's a revolution. Yeah. I had a colleague
2: uh, uh, come into work one day and she said, I was behind a brand new Jaguar all the way here. Did you know they don't put turn signals in those anymore? <laughs> <laughs>
1: right. Right. Um, okay. Tuesday, uh, 2096. I don't remember the title of this one. Anyone can grab that. That would be great. Mm,
2: the story behind the hot dog story.
1: Oh, why wouldn't I write that down? When, when that when that show was being edited, I couldn't believe that <laughs> I hadn't been consulted. Yeah, I mean, you could change my voice or whatever, but I need to be on that show if we're going to get the story behind the hot dog. I story. was looking
0: forward to actually hearing the story behind the hot dog story. I
1: know, and it turned out it was just throwaway lines. It was a tease.
0: Line. Yeah, yeah it
1: sucked. Uh, Luke is in Bellingham watching two new molehills go up <laughs> on Alabama Hill. Um. The squirrel toy is back. The squirrel toy has made a lot of appearances lately. Yeah. He uses it to call his wife, he used it to call Bertie. Um, he used it to irritate us, and he clearly irritates Andrew. <laughs> Andrew gets madder every time. I that think that's ninety
0: five percent of why he does it.
1: <laughs> exactly. It's the new cat roll. Yeah. Um Luke remembers saying that mad TV would fail, just like Twitter and back <laughs> You met um, Jordan Peele at a friend's bachelor party, and Jordan Peele was a cool guy, and probably because Jordan Peele is a cool guy. Yeah. So why wouldn't he be? Um. hmm. Oh, we're back to public radio talk. Uh, They are talking about um, (laughs) the Tin Pan Alley of podcastery. I guess – does that mean uh, like the Gimlet and – Airwolf and earwolf sorry and all that, Is that I don't what know were? what
0: that was referencing I mean I don't know yeah. what that means
1: yeah. yeah it's a cool turn of phrase that's why why I wrote it down but uh, I, I agree with them about um, people paying for podcast content like slate always wants you to sign up and you know you get this extra stuff and that extra stuff and well slow down let me make sure I want the stuff you're putting out first before I pay for any extra stuff. So I think Luke has put put himself in a unique position as he's built this following over many years. But if, you know, if he came out with a new podcast tomorrow and said, all right, guys, it's going to be $5 a day. um, I don't know how much new, how many new people you'd get. You know, we'd all just continue paying whatever we're paying to get what we want to get. But I, I don't think like, – even if some super famous uh, politician or or journalist or something came out with a podcast that you know would be fascinating, I think you'd still hesitate to put money up front to get it. But maybe that's I, just I me.
0: would, especially because there's so much out there for free. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't feel like there are holes in my podcast life. I have more than I can deal with as mm-hmm. it is. Um, so I'm certainly not going to pay for a new one Mm -hmm. that I'm not even sure if I like.
1: Yeah. Um, I had the fact came out during this conversation that I didn't know. And that was that Luke quit the Bryant Park project before it even went on the air.
0: Yeah. I didn't know that either. Mm
1: -mm. And did you don't, did you know that you were a BPP person, right? Mm -mm, I was not. Oh, you were a wait, wait. Okay. Okay.
0: But people had, obviously you, knew him from there. So he he served out some time, it sounds like. but he Yeah, just he absolutely notice. did.
1: I, I knew because uh, Emily was a listener and she's talked about it, how mm-hmm. horrible Alison Stewart was <laughs> and how overproduced the show was. when They had lots of talented people and if they would have just let them talk instead of trying to program it to death, that it could have been something. But um, Luke obviously felt quickly that it was going to be garbage and quit and that had to be an awkward month or two on the air after you've quit the show
0: i'm also a little surprised given his track record of calling the success or failure (laughs) of various (laughs) projects so he got this one right
1: right right it it didn't go on to great things nope um all right um andrew wanted to do michelle martin's tell me more does that note mean anything to anyone no i don't know what that is well, right. he was
2: talking about what a good show that was, and then it got canceled. I love oh. her. I've been listening to her on the weekends.
1: I, I, her, don't, that show is I great. don't know
2: her. What, I what show is she doing now? Uh, is it All Things Considered on the
1: weekends? Oh, she's doing the weekend one?
2: yeah yeah and she has a segment called Barbershop segment where she gets and I mostly African American people to like four of them to sit around and have a conversation It's one of the segments and it's just really good and really interesting every time she's great
1: well that's uh that would be Saturdays mm-hmm. uh, like yeah four o'clock yeah locals okay um I take their word for it i these guys if they like someone i I know I'll probably like them. Um, the dazzling donor for Tuesday, someone named Corey Diamond, very cool name, mm-hmm. uh, Providence, Rhode Island, not Pawtucket. Um, Luke's doll looks like him. Andrew's doll looks like <laughs> a stepdad. I guess. Oh, yeah, they were talking about <laughs> they were talking about uh, Corey's uh, kids, husband right. and step. Oh, sorry, husband and ex husband, right?
0: No, Cory's the guy. Corey's the guy. Corey's, so Corey's ex wife's new husband. Yes. So the kid his kid's stepdad. Oh, gotcha.
1: Oh, he looks he looks like the, the Luke doll and yeah. the stepdad looks like Andrew. Uh huh. That's great. Let's get them posing. <laughs> Fam, get on that. Oh, this is top story. I love this top story. Um speed reading is BS. <laughs> of course it is. <laughs> Who, whoever watched any of that? Did, do, did, do, do, do you guys ever remember seeing like TV ads for speed reading, and they showed people like, you know, yeah, running their fingers across the page, and the whole time I'm like, I may have been five years old, but I'm already doing the jack off motion. <laughs> <laughs> you can only read what you can read, so just read. Yeah. You know, don't, you don't have to go fast.
0: Just read. Reading is supposed to be enjoyable. Right. <laughs> right. It makes it sound horrible. I
1: gotta read this all these books. I oh, have to
0: st- memorize the whole encyclopedia.
1: No, you don't. Just yeah. read, you know. If everybody just read, everyone would be able to write better. Mm-hmm. Because I I doubt that even if you had any success, um, reading any faster than you did before, I bet your writing's going to suck because you're not paying attention to the words and the order and right. I just that that kind of stuff just irritates me. But um, Anne, how are you a fast reader? And do you think that the speed reading stuff is BS or not? I don't want to run over you. <laughs>
2: No, I'm a pretty pretty quick reader, and I would say that I miss a lot of content, and I have to circle back mm. quite a lot to reread it. So I I think you're correct.
1: Yeah. I'm a slow reader, but, uh, but I do retain a lot. So um, yeah, just folks, read. I know I'm preaching to <laughs> the choir here. You guys are smart, <laughs> but I'm talking just extend this out to the dummies in your life. Get them to read something, even if it's just a cereal box. It would help in their, in their writing. Um let's see. Luke uh, feels he was headed for all things considered at some point. Um, how do you all feel about that? I sort of buy it.
0: I think so, yeah. yeah. They have that kind of casual tone. I think Luke would be good mm-hmm. in that role. Yeah, I think he would too. Um, and I think it... Part
1: of him wants to have done that and to have that prestige and have that on Mm -hmm. his resume. But Mm -hmm. I think another part of him is, fuck that. (laughs) So he's probably never going to do it.
2: I like how he immediately regretted saying it. And he kept coming back and making a joke about it until Andrew was like, stop. Let's talk this out.
0: Stop Burbanking this.
1: Right. Right, and Andrew was having his own problems. Was cause he was feeling bad about doing commercial radio because they would get hold of some tiny fact uh, of a breaking story, and then they would flog it to death with speculation. As <laughs> or because they, they had to,
0: to talk endlessly about a terrible tragedy that they knew mm-hmm. nothing about.
1: Right, right, and that that is the that is a thing in commercial radio. You're, yeah, you're kind of stuck. You have. To, I don't want to listen to that either. I'm sure he doesn't want to say it. Right. But
0: I, I really never want to listen to that stuff. Yeah.
1: Um, let's see what else we got for Tuesday or sorry. Um, oh yeah, we're still on Tuesday. Mm -hmm. Uh, the emails from anonymous person, um, talking about the blur man group. Uh, I came up with pixel hut. Um, I was it one of you or was it Bobby that came up with cock blockers? That's the name for the people that do all the pixelating.
0: It wasn't me. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, probably bobby yeah um or or christy she is always talking about cock that's true so, uh this leads us to our clip of the week which is is andrew says andrew makes the mistake of of saying something about a uh a penis in rest and motion so here you go
3: um let's see our first email uh, is from, oh, this person is anonymous. This is a great email, yeah. Walsh. Yeah. Uh, you've read you've pre-read this, right? I have. Okay, I have good. Uh, some of it. I, 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 think I read the first paragraph and I knew, I was like, this is, this is highly relevant to what we have been talking about on the show of late, which was yesterday. Uh, we talked about the blur man group, still my favorite name yes. for a group of people whose job it is to blur out the privates on the show, naked and afraid. Um, And uh, this person wrote in anonymously, in light of your naked and afraid talk, I work for Discovery in the international division. We re-edit the programs so they're cleared for international distribution, which often has stricter standards than U.S. television. Don't get me started on why India insists on purchasing season after season of Get Out, also known as bikini models on jet skis, even if they can't show hardly any of it. See, when this person said distributing uh, for an international audience, I think I've been so trained to think that Americans are so puritanical. Yeah, me too. I'm always like, oh, when I think international, I'm thinking of like, oh, France and Italy where they're just like, you know, who cares? It's all – It's this is just – we're just as God made us and let's let's see some nudity, right? But then, of course, there are other parts of the world that are much more conservative than the U.S., I guess. Uh, This person continues, I wanted to share a note from one of our editors that she sent us. While working on quote embarrassing bodies, a UK show that we are airing in Latin America and Asia. God, this is so fascinating. This whole kind of world of shows that are being created outside the U S but then apparently coming by way of discovery channel, but then going back out internationally to other properties they have. I thought you might find this email as fun as I did quote, by the way, do you know how much you have to blur an extreme close-up of a penis to make it not look like a penis? Not a lot, as long as they don't move it. If they move it, no amount will help. End quote. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> this most is an dazzling, email. detail-packed yes. email we've gotten in a long time. I love it. So we have learned something now. If we ever, if you ever aspire to join the Blurman group or others. Mm. Uh, Another such band of of of, of, of blurs. A male penis will, when at rest, be very easy to blur, but when in motion, will be impossible to blur. And also, I believe that is. I think I learned in science class that a, that a penis at rest tends mm-hmm. to stay at rest. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Is that the? I believe it was called high school for you. <laughs> oh. I don't know, like, why am I being? No, why am that I being was, mean now? That wasn't cruel. That was just like I was groaning because that's like the perfect third grade joke. <laughs> Come on, dude, that's at least fifth grade. <laughs> you know, probably, you're right. that's seven, probably probably gifted, right, gifted and talented. Fifth uh, grade, absolutely.
1: Truer words were never spoken. <laughs> uh, there was a lot of sausage in Andrew's high school days, but none of it was. His, and none of it was it being handled in any way by anyone other than, <laughs> than himself. So, Aww. good joke by Luke. <laughs> hey, Andrew trades on his sad high school stories. <laughs> yeah, he does. Let's not feel too bad about him. We did a whole, whole takedown of sad Andrew stories, and it was a lot of fun. And he, he laughed a lot because he got to laugh at our, <laughs> our sad stories as well. Um, the music they go out with on uh, Tuesdays is Sunday's where the story ends um i it reminded me of how i would listen to old albums you know as an adult i would listen to all the albums i that i listened to when i was a kid and a lot of it is real shit
0: (laughs) yeah just
1: terrible you know and you know it all like you can sing along with it if you were so inclined but who wants to sing along with shit
2: i recently got a new car and by new i mean new to me In that it's from 2003 and it has a tape deck. And so I dug out the very first uh, cassette album I ever got, which was The Final Countdown by Europe. Uh, Thank you very much. And it is just terrible. (laughs) I mean, there's a song about ninjas on there. Sure, sure there is. Ninja song. And I
0: loved it for so long. Oh, yeah. I think you're an accidental hipster. Possibly. Tapes. Europe. (laughs) (laughs) irony
1: oh man um yeah uh, who knows how far europe would have would have gotten had like every stadium every basketball (laughs) arena in the country not decided (laughs) to use their song for their lineup introductions all right uh wednesday 2097 don't blame dale lucas in bellingham uh, again, and the pod dog has uh, instituted a work slowdown. Um, Rudy does not come when called. Uh, the, I believe the uh, s- the squirrel toy is invoked, and doesn't work at mm-hmm. least at first. And it's revealed that when people come over to keep Rudy from jumping on them and ruining their clothes, he she is told to go get a guy, <laughs> and. And uh just reminds me, like, everyone has their own thing with their dogs. And with us, Ginger doesn't want to play. Abby Abby wants to play. She will grab a toy, but only if she thinks you want it first. <laughs> like, you have to reach for it. And then once she gets it, you have to be very covetous of it. And then then you're playing. But we don't say, go get a guy. But we throw something down the hall, and we run after it. Then she runs after it. Then she gets it. And then we chase her around and say, give me that toy. Give me that squirrel, whatever it is. And she doesn't want to do it. And she growls and snarls at us. It's really
0: delightful. That sounds fun. Yeah, it's great. We it's great. call them, I guess we call the dogs toys babies. Uh-huh. Um, because Molly is so gentle and sweet with her toys. She never tears anything up. Right. She just kind of like licks them and then snuggles with them. Oh, So it's like, go get your baby. Um, and with Eddie, this is, I'm sorry for the penis heavy episode, but um, he loves bully sticks okay and I've just learned that those are made from bull penis mm-hmm. so we've started saying go get your penis <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah
0: and that's I, which is worse saying that Rudy has a guy in her mouth or telling mm. my dog to go get a penis I don't know it's
1: six of one yeah I think yeah. um then uh, then we get into scooting um oh God yuck uh, Ginger does a little bit of that from time to time, but nothing chronic. Um, people uh, people are pretty passionate about the subject of scooting. and I guess we'll get into it a little later because um, people were getting in touch with the Burbanks in various ways. But uh, Meredith, you ever experience scooting with your dogs?
0: Very rarely. Um, Molly will do it outside. Eddie has only done it once, and it was also outside. So I'm counting my lucky stars.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's uh, One time we got... Abby back from a from the groomers because she was just getting her nails done, but um, for some reason they threw in a little extra, maybe because they like a, doing ass play. <laughs> they, they threw in a little extra thing and she stunk so bad. Oh <laughs> yeah, uh,
0: did you know cats have these things too?
1: Yeah, yeah. I
0: had a cat once who he got freaked out at the vet, um, and and he sprayed and I'd never seen and it was
1: awful. Yeah, it's the worst. W- um with the uh, when I was married the first time, we had two cats and um one of them hated my wife. Oh no. And this cat would spray her like her makeup and her perfume <gasps> counter.
0: Oh, whoa. <laughs> yeah, That's pretty a aggressive clear move. Sign.
1: <laughs> Very aggressive move. Yeah. And yeah, the worst, we had to throw away everything including the the piece of furniture.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, all right, enough on scooting for now. Um, <laughs> Louis C.K. has a very slow beginning show on his website, and he wants you to give it some time uh, and some money. And I, I don't know. Um, I haven't I've, listened to it. I've
0: gotten those emails every week, and I've ignored every single one, even mm. though I love Louis C.K.
1: Yeah, did you do you remember his first television show, the one on HBO? Did you watch that one? It was more or less a stage show.
0: No, I don't think so. It's
1: kind of a stage show, early version of what he ended up doing on. Uh, I think he's on USA, isn't? I forget which network he's. Yeah, show yeah, for. yeah, Louis. But um, but it was really good and really interesting. And Pamela Adlon was was on that as well. And uh, it's it's worth watching if if it's available anywhere. Um, and really even more uncomfortable than the show he does now because it's live on stage and you're Ooh. feeling uncomfortable. If you're buying into the characters, you feel uncomfortable because you're supposed to be uncomfortable. Or if you're not buying into the characters, you're uncomfortable because you're uncomfortable for the actors right. who are not getting it done. So Ooh, I find a, I find it hard to watch that. <laughs> I know. I like being uncomfortable. though. So. Oh, speaking of that, Catastrophe, new season's oh, out.
0: Oh, I just watched the first four last night.
1: Unbelievably great.
0: Yes. Okay. I
2: really want to see that.
0: This season, I watched it with a friend who also loves the show. So we made dinner last night and then plowed through the first four. And mm-hmm. we kind of turned to each other at the end when she had to go to go home, and she said, "This whole season's just about his boner." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah if if you
1: if you don't want to see large outlines of Rob yeah. Delaney's cock, <laughs> it's probably not the show for you. Right, but, or, you know, if you're not into Rob Delaney, it's very Rob Delaney heavy. Yes, so it is. It's him. so
0: good, though. It's so well written. It's so funny.
1: Yeah. Um, brain Candy, uh, Andrew thinks it's timeless. I would argue against that. Yeah. <laughs> um, and the Twin Cities venue, in. are you getting anxious over whether or not these guys are going to have anywhere to do this show? A little bit. I am. Do you feel like you want to do something about it? I How mean, big is you, your
2: place? Have you looked into it? I, my place might be a stretch, but we can try. I mean, I might be able to rent out the New Brighton Community Center.
1: That would be so great! Oh man, coming I you live from that. the New Brighton Community Center, <laughs> the Bay City.
0: Isn't there some VFW hall? There's got to be. Um,
2: there is. I think it
0: might be an Eagles. That's right up his alley.
1: Yeah, but but this is the kind of thing that Luke wants to be fancy about, like the yeah. Troubadour, whatever yeah. that hot spot in Brooklyn. You know, he feels self conscious about. You know, I mean, the thing is, he's coming to the Twin Cities. Everyone in the Midwest is going to get a chance to see him in the show. And nobody's looking for a historical theater, you know, experience. They want they want the show. They want the guys. Mm-hmm. So don't worry about the venue and don't blow the budget on it for sure. Um, what else for Wednesday? Um, the Burger King window smash prank. This is some assholery of the of the tough. Uh, do you guys have any thoughts on this? I mean, I, I don't know why they even brought it up. I mean, it's just an awful thing to do.
0: It sounds extremely cruel and it sounds like preying on someone who is too naive or vulnerable to know better than to listen to someone who just calls them and tells them something. Like this sounds like somebody who who would, who would fall for a phishing scam. Um, all those people who call me about my quote unquote credit card account. Oh God, Emily
1: gets those all the time. (sighs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> but you know, it, how do you, how does the how do the police know that there's something going on in your building that you don't know about?
1: I don't know. I I mean, I I don't know what you can how you can prosecute these people. But but if
0: I think if, they should be in yeah. trouble.
1: Yeah. If nothing else, that you know, someone should go flick them in the nuts. I mean, if you can't prosecute, <laughs> them, screw those guys. At
2: least they're they're taking advantage of people who don't have a lot of decision making power. So right. when somebody tells you in an authoritative manner to do something, you're expected to obey that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I just like to mention the first of the Burger Kings of the three. I think it was the first one is in Coon Rapids, Minnesota, which is ten minutes from my house.
0: Hmm. So did, did you, you hear about this prank? Yeah.
2: Oh yeah, it was all over the news here. Oh,
0: okay. Hmm.
1: That's really cruel. I don't like it. Mm-hmm. And they've all been Burger Kings. I think so. Wow pretty remarkable the company hasn't gotten the the message out uh don't smash up the restaurant yeah Uh, you don't do that uh andrew is watching murder she wrote while he plays monopoly on his uh, (laughs) ipad or device or whatever he has he's also watching Columbo. luke only seems to watch home related shows although he will watch forensic files when he's in a hotel room um what do you guys watch On a regular basis. What would you not, What is there TV that you would not want to be without? Anne?
2: Um, I've been watching a lot of Netflix shows lately. I'm trying to finish House of Cards, Mm -hmm. but that's, you can't play a Monopoly on your iPad and watch House of Cards. (laughs) That is one that demands a little bit more attention. I don't know. When I'm watching TV, I'm watching TV. I I don't use it as background noise like he seems to.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. I do. Sometimes it depends on what I'm watching. My, my go-to shows are my husband and I always sit down and watch at midnight together. That's kind of our show that we both like to watch. Mm -hmm. Um, he likes a lot of garbage TV that I walk away from. Um, but I, I've really been loving better call Saul this season. Um, and of course I've said catastrophe is great. Um, I'm rewatching Downton Abbey and I don't want to, I don't want to have two screens in front of my face during any of those. Right. Right. But I do uh, if it's something slightly boring or something I'm not super into, I'll have my iPad in front of me.
1: Like um we'll we'll have a lot of British TV on over here and um I'm I'm usually a little bit checked out of it, but when I do watch it, sometimes I have to remind Emily to look up from whatever she's doing <laughs> mm-hmm. because this Brits, you know, it isn't always in the dialogue. Right. You know, a lot <laughs> right. of arched eyebrows and well, and you just, definitely
0: can't not pay attention to *Downton Abbey* because, for the same exact reason, yeah, you need to see the glances and the stares and the body language.
1: Right. So that's that's kind of that's that's her um, spackle is anything British mm-hmm. on the TV, and then mine is sports. Which you know, after Emily goes to bed, I just put whatever games on or if I DVR'd or whatever with the sound off, and that's that's kind of kind of my background thing too. So. When uh, you
2: say British TV, do you is it just period dramas or do you watch the contemporary stuff too?
1: Oh, all the series, the the masterpiece mysteries and uh-huh. you know, Doctor Doc Brown or Doc something. Oh, Doc
2: Martin, my mom loves that. Doc. There's lots of docs. In- There's one on Netflix that just came out that I've been watching called Hinterlands, which yep. is set in in Wales, but yep. my god, you're depressed at the end of that one. It
1: <laughs> is a bummer. Mm-hmm. That, that one i have caught a couple episodes every time i'm like are, are you watching this because this is this is grim this is really grim i end up watching more of the stuff than her sometimes because I'll, i will i'll get caught up faster or it'll be stuff she's already seen so <clears throat> um where are we uh mariners still suck there was some footage of a guy whose rims got broken. I guess I didn't follow this one very closely cuz it, w- it wasn't interesting to me. What what was the story again?
0: It was just that Luke had found this YouTube video that he thought was really funny, and so he played us the audio of it. And it's just some dumb teenagers from like 2003. <laughs> yes. So old. They're talking about like old old technology. And they are racing some friends, and then something they swerve and hit a curb and break their rims. I don't know why I don't know what was funny about it or interesting or noteworthy at all. Huh. I thought they were awful people doing an awful thing
1: right right right. <laughs> right like b k window smashers
0: right i did well, it I wasn't
1: did
2: funny I did like it when he said, Oh hell, no, my rims,
0: so that must be it,
1: <laughs> yeah i I don't know. I have a thing about rims. There's a there's a shop from like half a mile from us where people rent rims for their cars. <laughs> oh boy, so, you
2: don't even buy your own rims.
1: No, yeah, they rent them. They rent them, and boy, you know if you don't get the insurance, and then you do something like those kids
0: did. Oh, maybe that's why he so that. <laughs> that's right. Eight mile in Detroit is back. Just, yeah, eight mile in Detroit is just like covered in rim stores. <laughs> that's yeah. all there is on that stretch of road. Oh God, I know.
1: Uh, Let's see. Uh, Email from Elizabeth about intrusive thoughts. Uh, I think uh, so many people have different solutions. It's kind of like hiccups or whatever. People, Mm -hmm. you know, people have their own ways of dealing with Mm -hmm. intrusive thoughts. Do either one of you have those kind of issues?
2: Oh God, yes. What kind of thoughts,
1: and how do you deal with it?
2: Well. We need a longer podcast for that, but uh, I, I've had a lot of years of not liking myself very much and a lot of body image issues like Luke and Andrew. I mean, it's not a competition, but I can hang with them pretty well on that. And so uh, I've, we've talked in therapy a lot about ants, which are automatic negative thoughts, and the key is just to interrupt those, whether it's with Elizabeth's method, which I liked a lot, yeah. or any other way that you can catch yourself doing it and say, "No, this isn't a valid self-talk."
1: Do you find that that uh, that maybe you can stuff an ooey gooey tar bar on top of it and then just <laughs> shove the shove those thoughts just as far down as you?
2: Yes, and and then we talk some
0: more about how I feel about my body. <laughs> Yeah. I, I have the same thing. it's uh I guess my technique is Luke was talking about the breathing thing that's kind of similar to what I do. What I do is um and this is the same way I fall asleep when I am having a hard time is is try to count my inhales and exhales, like you know one, two, three, four inhale, one, two, three, four, exhale, and that um kind of calms my brain down and makes me focus on my breathing rather than the stupid thing I was thinking about, mm-hmm. and my thoughts are often not i mean I do get those intrusive embarrassed like you know secondhand embarrassment or embarrassment of something I did 20 years ago kind of thoughts. But a lot of times it's just like, oh, that'd be a good idea to cook this for dinner. I should Mm -hmm. do that. You know, my mind's just wandering and um, I need to try and focus it more.
1: Yeah. I I had a big problem with intrusive thoughts when I was a kid. And that's one of the reasons I got, you know, ended up addicted to pain medication. Yeah. It turns that stuff off, doesn't it? It's the best it does, yeah, totally turns it, it off it doesn't do it for me anymore but you know for those of you out there it's working for keep being functional pill poppers because that'll keep the intrusive thoughts down there's my advice for the okay. day
0: don't listen to mike <laughs> uh
1: the rem sorry song is played which to me is like every rem song they should be sorry <laughs> yeah. about yeah that's the only song from R.E.M. that I really feel is honest and that, that I'll listen to for more than a few seconds because they're doing the right thing.
0: Yeah, except their apology for everything.
1: <laughs> yes. I'm being magnanimous when I yeah. listen to it. Um, Thursday, 2098 First World Dental Problems. Fletch is on board. She's they, they open with cops in Wellingford from Almost Live, which is a real <laughs> blast from the past <laughs> Uh if only they could have played the whole thing, but uh, someone got pulled over because her aura wasn't <laughs> there wasn't was some in negativity going Actually, on. negativity.
0: Andrew was so on his game for this episode. Yes. He did a great job, and of course Phyllis is wonderful. Mm-hmm. I was just delighted by this whole episode.
1: Yeah, um the thing about Andrew <clears throat> is you know, he is he is what he is with Luke and there there seems to be some sort of limiter on his gregariousness and his and his um I don't want to say attitude. I want to say, like, um, willingness to, to let his thinning hair down.
0: Yeah. I was thinking <laughs> about this today, actually. It was like, why I wonder why the dynamic is so different. I mean, I know we all act different around different people. Um, but my first instinct was that Luke is the cool kid and Andrew's the not cool mm-hmm. kid.
1: Mm-hmm. You know, that's, that's
0: how they've talked about themselves anyway. And I wonder if, if Andrew feels... Yeah. A little different to him.
2: I think also actually being in the room with Phyllis maybe helped. I I can't say oh, for yeah. all of Andrew's interactions, but I think I archived one of the, where they were just sitting in the empty stadium before the Mariners game mm-hmm. and they were just great. Or like when they're, the shows where they're walking to the Mariners game, it just seems like the, the physical presence really helps him.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah because there is a physicality to Andrew um mm-hmm. that that uh you know him just hold up in an office talking into a mic doesn't really capture so i think that is part of it uh they do a lot of tax talk which uh we we just had a tax show so i won't bore you with any of that i i will tell write you write that though.
2: down for next year
1: <laughs> yeah we'll we'll take we'll pull up the uh fletch and andrew tax talk yes the Eagles Club update from Fletch. Uh, she could not admit that she believed there was a supreme being, so she did not get into the Eagles Club. I admire I love it. her yeah. honesty there. Yeah, I know, because most of it would be like, yeah, all right. You sure, know. I believe yeah. in a,
0: whatever, who cares?
1: <laughs> right, nobody cares, but she has so much integrity. She yes. will just not lie, even if she, even if she's going to get a better story if she did. Yeah, good for her. Uh, Andrew got his teeth cleaned. He had the old well, deep clean done. <laughs> <laughs> he's never had a cavity. That pissed me off a little bit. I won't lie about that. Yeah. No kidding. Because he's like, oh, I haven't been to the dentist in five years, you know, and I have no cavities. <sighs> All right. Shut up. Yeah. Um, Phyllis got her face smashed by another kid when he, she was trying to get his hat back for him and has had a uh, she has a dental problem that needs constant care ever since she was
0: a little kid That is so sad I She was just trying to help I
1: love Phyllis's mom Mhm I don't I don't I don't know how sweet Phil got past the got past the goalie there but yeah. uh, you know I'm glad he did because cause we have Phyllis but uh, she sounds like the biggest no bullshit person mm-hmm. in history Mhm <laughs> So that had to be one drunken night. Um, what else we have? Uh, Sonicare ad. Um, Phyllis talk, not only uh, re- you know, talks about how she has a Sonicare, but she talks about how to use it. And I know that she was doing the exact Sonicare thing because I have one as well. And it, it has the beeps and it tells you when to, when to go. But I have a beef with it. So do either one of you use Sonicare? I nope. do. So you you know about the beep system?
0: Mine doesn't beep; it like pauses.
1: Okay. Well, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I think I think the newer one does pause because I think mine pauses now too, and it used mm-hmm. to beep. But uh, you you turn the thing on, and it it's two minutes, and every thirty seconds it will give you a pause or a beep so that you will switch switch to another quadrant of your mouth. Mm-hmm. Well, I think there should be a, la- a fifteen second at the end. You know, one more interval while you get your tongue.
0: You can oh. do that. You on mine. You can. You there's can three it? different. No, there's three different settings. You push it once to do the regular 30 seconds. You push it twice to do something that has that, and it's supposedly to 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 um. It's meant to be to do your front teeth again to whiten them up a little bit. Oh, okay. But I use it on my tongue. Yeah, yeah, because that's. But I mean, you can it, also just use it as a regular toothbrush, right? Yeah, but I mean, sort of like how on, escalators I've got to like move are just my stairs. my hand back and forth,
1: and it's real. <laughs> It's a hassle. <laughs> Who has time for
0: that? That's true. <laughs> uh, Although I will say I haven't had a cavity since I started using the Sonicare.
1: I, I, I haven't either. I haven't either. So. so
0: I really do love it. Here's another ad. Yeah. Go get a Sonicare.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, the One of the best throwaway lines of the week didn't belong to either guy uh, or Phyllis. Phyllis was talking about how she once saw her dentist smoking outside of his office and she said, no, how are you smoking? It's so bad for your teeth. And he goes, no, it's not. It's bad for your gums.
0: Wonderful line. <laughs> yeah. Cause he's it's true. The truth. Yeah. He's yep. like,
1: okay, well I'm making a choice mm-hmm. and that is to fuck up my gums because I love cigarettes so, so much. Right. Uh, dazzling donor. Um, Hess, the Hess express, uh, I believe Hess was at the LRB meetup at the Mandarin gate. And I had never had any contact with Hess until that day. And then she took the phone as I was being passed around the table and um, showed me some stuff. So I love Hess. Oh, what? She's a very generous soul. Um, so, oh, now we're into the meat of it. This is what we really need to talk about. The the gotta go running skirt. <laughs> The picture of this thing—it well, looks like a water park. <laughs> what the? F-
0: I didn't look at it. Oh no. Uh, and do you Googling have any right idea now. how
1: this thing works? It, like, Fletch had a lot of questions because she was like, "Well, how does it get everything away from your, you know?"
2: I tried not to look too closely, to tell you the truth. <laughs> I, I, I'm not, I'm not down for peeing in nature. Yeah. So I don't want to have anything to do with this.
0: Yeah. I think it comes with a little like thing that holds it. <laughs> oh, like to, a receptacle? Yeah, but then you have to either run with that or maybe it's to direct direct it so it doesn't go all over you. I'm not mm-hmm. sure. Um, but I'm not into this either. I'll, I'll hold it forever Right. Yes. I this. Yep. Did y'all know
1: that... Um, I don't know if it was, a, it was a plan or this is part of an emergency kit that Jen uses, but way back in the day she talked about how uh if you're a woman you can just pee into a box of tissues.
2: <laughs> what? I remember that.
1: <laughs> I mean, I guess you could. Well a guy could do could do it as well, but yeah. I mean guys have a lot of options. Yeah. So yeah, so there's a there's a tip for y'all. If there's a box of tissues in the car and and you're stuck, go ahead. <laughs> go for it. Uh but this led to talk like Andrew is not comfortable because nope. Then Phyllis started talking about her. um, (laughs) Oh, you're not comfortable either. How should no? (laughs) Trust me. There's a lot of period talk goes on this stuff. She was wearing a a product called what is that thing called? Thinks. Thinks. Right. I should know about this because I've been speaking about it with my spouse. Um, These are reusable uh, period panties, and. Honestly, I can't wait to try them. <laughs> I
0: haven't I've never looked even into heard these. Of them. I've heard of them, but I haven't looked into them because, not to get too personal, but it doesn't concern me anymore. Um, <laughs> I've destroyed my ability to procreate, so. um well, you gotta look <laughs> at purpose. the website. Okay, um, I'm
1: gonna call it up.
0: You gotta look at these ladies on the website. They uh, just look like ladies wearing underwear, but so they've got st- they've got what, like built-in reusable pads inside. I'm not real
1: sure about the technology until it, until it comes to the house. Uh, I'll I'll give a report to, to whatever extent that I'm comfortable giving the report.
0: Oh, there's a but, how it works section of the website. Good.
1: Yeah. I'm looking at that right now. Yeah. Oh, boy. Okay. I'm not going to talk anymore about um, period stuff unless you guys had anything.
0: <laughs> no, I'm glad. I mean, I'm glad this exists and I'm glad people like it. It's much more uh, user friendly and environmentally friendly than throwing everything away. Sonicare and thanks Mm
1: brought to you. All right, Um, Trump tweeted about Meredith. Or no, no, Trump wants Meredith to tweet something out about about (laughs) how we hate the Browns. Yes, and not the football team, the actual people,
0: (laughs) the people. Oh, if I was in control of Trump's Twitter account, for (laughs) I don't even I don't even like Twitter, but I would do that. Yeah, I would do it. I'd have some fun.
1: Um, Ted Cruz uh, bought some soup when he was newly married. His wife took the soup <laughs> back. What do you guys think of this?
2: I I have a problem with this because I did some soup math, and I looked at a label. <laughs> of course you did. Of course. Who of else course. would yeah. do soup math? Soup math uh, for any can of chunky soup is uh, weighs five hundred thirty three grams times a 100- hundred cans of this stuff it's three hundred grams which is 117 and a half pounds oh, yeah. <laughs> he did not carry 118 pounds of soup home
1: yeah he doesn't look like he does a lot of working out nope so yeah i call bullshit on it it was probably it was probably like 10 cans you know which to a woman who'd never who's who like <laughs> chunky soup is a violation of their soul which yeah. would seem like a mountain of of cans, so. So this
0: is like Lucille Blue thinking a banana costs ten dollars, <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, just not in touch, not in touch right. um, Andrew, when they were first when they first moved in, was mad that Genevieve was messy, but learned to get over it, and I guess when when you're a putter, like Andrew and I are, you almost need a spouse that kind of. Just creates work for you. Right. Just, yeah. you're always busting their table and you're, you're always, you know, it's like, oh, look, there's a pile of stuff there that needs to be taken care of. You know, did it, it never bothered me, but it sounded like it bothered Andrew a little bit. That
0: It didn't surprise me at all that Andrew is the type of person who needs personal space quite a yeah. bit of it and yeah. that he would get set in his ways pretty easily. So it is hard to adjust when you move in with a person mm-hmm. to their weird habits and stuff, especially <laughs> if you're someone like Andrew who gets puttery.
1: Yeah. And, and you have to, if something really does bother you, you've got to say something fast.
0: Oh yeah. You cannot let that build up. Yeah. Or (laughs) you have to let it go. Um, For instance, my husband is the world's worst dishwasher loader. Um, But there's no point fighting with him about that. I'm going to, I'm going to just redo it. Right. It's not worth fighting about, you know, it's just going to make him irritated. And I'm just glad that he wants to load the dishwasher. Yeah,
1: and what happens if you let it go for too long is when it finally comes out, whatever tiny thing, you know, has been irritating you, you're
0: disproportionately mad about it. Yeah, it seems like grounds for divorce all of a sudden.
1: Oh, my God. Are, <laughs> are you going to put that pot on that on that level again? I can't believe it. All right. Okay. Seems a little bit much. Um, let's see. Um, calling, oh, part, back to the Ted Cruz thing. She called her mom for advice,
0: but only after returning the soup? Seems like a Texan thing to do. Uh,
1: like, if you're going to make that move and return the soup, you've made a move to me.
0: You don't, yeah, it's too late. Call your mom before you return the soup.
1: Right. I have no problem with you returning the soup, but let's let's not have, like, regret over it. It's not worth it. You either returned oh, the soup or, yeah. did, or you didn't. You know? Right. He's Ted Cruz. Now what she we has to care, go we just we
0: haul 118 pounds of soup back to their right. house. I would never call my mom for advice on any marital issue. Uh, she married a gay man. So. <laughs> <laughs> and.
2: Uh, my mom is really annoying because she doesn't wait for you to ask her. She just oh. lets you know, oh. she lets you know what you need to do. And that's how she phrases it. You need to do this. You oh, need no. to do that. And then you do whatever you're going to do anyway. And it turns out she was right in the end. Oh. That's even worse. That's the worse
1: <laughs> All right. Um, they need more reporting on that, I guess. But mm, I think we all do. <laughs> we all need to see some footage of this soup. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> voicemail from our friend Lauren in Jacksonville about speed reading. Uh, and they test Lauren's method that she was charged with, um, that she used to have a job, you know, helping people try to read faster and they tested her method and they had some success with it.
0: Yeah. They didn't really report on how well it went, but it sounded like they absorbed the gist of what was going on in the book.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It sounded like more like a study aid
0: type of. Yeah. I thought it was more of a comprehension exercise or a retention maybe.
1: Right, retention. That's what it put me in mind of is like mm-hmm. uh like a something to aid you in test taking.
0: Cuz that that um teach back thing is really it that that, that is a valid uh-huh. way to cement something into your brain. Yeah. Teach somebody else a thing and you, you'll you remember it. Because you believe you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you understand it enough to teach it to somebody else.
1: Right. Uh another email about NPR and uh, the future Um, I think we already discussed that. Uh, Phyllis is very glad Luke went the way he went instead of the all things considered route, uh, which, of course, Luke would be the co-anchor of right now had Mm -hmm. he not gotten in his own way. And And, there'd be no
0: TBTL. There'd
1: be no TBTL and my life would suck. So I think we're all glad that he went the way he went. Um, Phyllis, this is heartbreaking. It seemed like she was in line for a big break with NPR, and some—I believe it was—it was a woman higher up mm-hmm. at at NPR was disappointed or unimpressed with the way she looked. Like she wanted Phyllis to be dressed nicer, or she wanted her to be blacker, or both. Ugh. Did I understand that right?
0: Yeah. <sighs>
2: Fuck that lady. Totally. That's all I'm gonna say.
1: Gosh, I mean, yeah. Do you want to court your own Rachel Dolezal? You know. <laughs> Let's, let's, let's make her blacker so we can yeah. have a blacker person. Let's. So we
0: can do is it a diversity hire. And she was like, oh no, this isn't going to do. Yeah. Ugh.
1: Yeah. yeah. NPR. Bad on you on that mm-hmm. one. <clears throat> Friday, 2099. Kraslings creep. Luke is in Milwaukee, the cream city. Um, I don't know. I can't remember exactly why, but. Because they have buildings made of white stone. Oh, right. Right. Okay. Uh, a lot of talk about the white noise. I mean, this is not the first time they've talked about white noise, brown noise, pink noise. Yeah. And to me, that's what it's turning into.
0: <laughs> I, I agree with you. But I also, I like white noise. I need white noise. Mm-hmm. And I also have the same white noise app on my phone that Luke does. And I don't use it at home because I have an air purifier in my room that does that for me. But mm-hmm. when I travel, I'm about to get on a plane to go to Vegas and uh, Vegas. I'm definitely using that in my hotel room. To drown out the sounds of Vegas.
1: But they're like out of control with it. They're using white noise to cancel out other white noise, which just mm-hmm. cancel out music of other people. Just listen
0: to it during the day.
1: God, I don't That's know. That's weird. I don't know. Do you, do you do this, Anne, this white noise, or do you like silence?
2: I'm not formalized. I have a fan in the bedroom. But other than that, I mean, I'm okay with silence in my head. Unlike Luke, so yeah. I don't need it. They are installing it at my office, apparently, so I'll have to see how that goes.
1: What does that even mean? What how, how do you install white noise? Well, they
2: have machines or speakers in the ceiling because we have an open concept office now, but they didn't put any white noise speakers in. And as a result, you are involved in every conversation that oh, happens really? in the whole place. Oh, I see. And yeah, so I, I don't know. It puts a, a dome of white noise that... <laughs> doesn't allow all the conversations to carry. We had that at my
0: old office and every once in a while it would cycle off and it was so weird. It was so weirdly silent because it was like all this white noise and it was maybe of just a vent fan or something, but when it would turn off, it was eerie and it kind of made your ears hurt because it was was so silent. Well,
1: they can put in all the white noise they want, but they'll never be able to stop the guy who cooks fish in the microwave. (laughs) Uh, Let's see, uh, dazzling donor Don Hafner from the Gr.
0: Yay, Don!
1: Lost episode, Don. Uh, her and her husband, um, it, Luke, went to their wedding site, and he read what Don wrote about Don, and then apparently <laughs> read what Don wrote about Spencer. That was uh, so sweet. <laughs> her husband, because if he wrote that, wow, yeah. what a douchebag! <laughs> wow. <laughs> Take it all back, dude. He's the greatest man ever. That was really fun. <laughs> um, uh, from from white noise to dive bars, uh, Friday was a show that was probably not for me. Me
0: neither. I don't no, don't I care s-
2: about either. I said to myself, holy shit, are they going to talk about all 18 bars on this
0: list? And then I stopped taking notes. You didn't I wrote much. dive bars. If they have an Instagram, they're not a dive bar. That's what I took away.
1: <laughs> right. Right, there was a dive bar listed that had been open for like fourteen months. Right,
0: <laughs> nope. I, nope. It's not interesting to me to listen to people talk about bars I don't know of and have never been to.
1: <laughs> right,
0: like okay. that's
1: true. That's true. Because I mean, the only one that I that I really had been to that they were talking about was Blue Moon Tavern, and so it was interesting to me for that minute and a half. Um,
2: well, I understand that. Obviously, we have a the majority of the people who are listening are from Seattle. So that might be interesting to them, mm-hmm. but there's a lot of us who don't live there now. And I was just thinking that's a whole bunch of P ones who weren't being super served with that segment.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep. And well, it lasted a long time, a long time.
1: How do y'all feel about dive bars in general though?
0: Like I'm in favor ones. of them.
1: Okay. What is it you like? And I mean, what, what is it you're looking for? It, is Luke on the right track with this thing? Because he's so so passionate about it.
0: Um, I don't know if, if they need to be so fetishized. You know, they have a time and a place. Um, a dive bar is really comfortable, um, especially if it's one that you go to a lot and, and you know the bartender. Um, I think it's that familiarity and casual vibe. Um, I I don't know too many in Dallas. It's not really my scene anymore, but it used to be. Mm-hmm. And I had my favorite watering holes. And they were just, you know, you could... I was 21 and could get super drunk and nobody would care. (laughs) So that's what I liked about them. It wasn't a fancy environment that I had to watch my behavior.
1: Right. And dive bars?
2: I I don't like bars in general because Mm -hmm. there's people in them that I don't know. They're (laughs) they're, they're (laughs) jam-packed with people I don't know. (laughs) And I'm not much of a drinker, so that doesn't hold a lot of appeal to me.
1: Yeah, I guess... I'm not a big fan of bars in general. I guess I would prefer dive bars just because I'm cheap.
0: Yeah, you know? that's another benefit.
1: Because <laughs> if I if I am gonna go out and drink, let's let's try to you know get it done for thirty dollars and not a hundred dollars. Mm-hmm.
0: There's something too. So every time I go back to Grand Rapids, shout out again to Don. Um, I do always stop at my old dive bar which is called Mulligans of course it's a fake Irish pub <laughs> and it's not i don't know if dive bar is even the right word it's just a scuzzy gross bar you know it's like mm-hmm. full of gutter punks and right. weirdos um but that's what i like about it i also like that it was half a block away from my house so i could just stumble home mm-hmm. but i always make a point of going in there and at least getting a beer um there's always a red wings game on somehow no matter what time of year it is <laughs> um, shut up it's just it's fun it's comfortable And I still know I cannot go anywhere in Grand Rapids without running into somebody I know. So it's also that I'm always guaranteed to see somebody I used to know.
1: Yeah. The the one description they were reading where they said, well, also all the guys in scooters hang out here. um, (laughs) Oh, um, that's uh, Andrew's scene. Yeah. That's not a dive bar. Um, (laughs) Andrew made me sad when he said no girl had ever given him her phone number. Well, I don't know why that ask? made me sad.
0: Well, it was a joke. It was just a setup for a joke.
1: <laughs> no, I think I think he was serious. It sounded serious, and it made me sad because everybody should, uh, in their life, at least, had someone give them their phone number. So next time I see Andrew, I'm gonna.
0: That's what I thought. I said I'll give him my phone number. <laughs> right.
1: Right. So, but
0: he might he might not take that well. I I wouldn't want it to be a, <laughs> seen as a pity.
1: Well, Maybe. now it's pressure. Right. You know, what's my obligation? Here? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when someone's given you a phone number, you know, you, you you do like, well, what if I I didn't really like this girl that much, but now she's kind of out there and I Yeah. And like- he's
0: we're Facebook friends, so he probably knows I'm married. <laughs> right. And I know he's really got a weird. girlfriend, so that would be strange. Yeah. I won't do that.
1: Uh, Luke didn't take his friend Kelly to the ER. After he had either sprained or broken his ankle playing basketball.
0: This is crazy. So he could talk to a girl.
1: <laughs> so he could talk to a, the girl who would eventually split assets with.
0: I'm always, I mean, I don't even know why I'm still surprised by this, but the lengths that men will go is just, <laughs> I'm never not shocked.
1: But she knew about it too. That's the. Yes. Yeah. But I they're mean, kids. I to mean, me, the date now is I'm taking my friend to the ER. And Right. Right. That's more of an adventure than drinking in some bar. Well, and I'd be a little more
0: impressed by a guy who was like, "I'm sorry, I have to take care of my friend who's injured." Yes, you know, I'd be like, "Oh, that's sweet."
1: Yeah, yeah. Let's let's get this taken care of, and then we'll all come back here and have a drink. Or Kelly will ask to go home, and we'll drop him off, and then right things will take their course. I don't know. It's a pretty that's a pretty big gap.
0: Yeah, not nice. I wonder Uh, if they're still friends.
1: I don't think so. I don't think he's talked to his ex. I wonder why. Oh, Kelly you mean.
0: Kelly, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah
1: I think so. I think huh. I think Luke's still friends with lot all- I I mean, we used to do as guys, we to, like you said, we would just You take it, it on
0: him. the chin because you're your buddies yeah, chance. Yeah, he has a chance. Right. Yeah. <laughs>
1: so, it's guy code. I mean, it's yeah. bullshit behavior on Luke's part, but you know, if you're Kelly and you know, gangrene is not yet setting in then <laughs> you have got to let your friend try to Try to get someone to touch yeah, it. So, right. Um Frank and Bruce. Hank. Luke or uh, Andrew talked about that as being a dive bar in L.A., and he's talked about that bar before. Isn't that where he had that horrible experience?
2: I thought so. I think oh, so. I didn't remember
1: that. Where he told the bartender she was a horrible person <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> and
0: they had to run
2: out. Yeah, they had to run this, out. This whole thing has been awful. Did yes. Penny or something? Or
1: yes, this all. whole thing has been awful.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the, yeah, these, these this and that's are just popping up everywhere. Like in oh, Austin, boy. there's barley and swine, the pig and whistle. Everything's the this and that. And God damn it, I'm tired of
0: it. I am too. <laughs> now that they've pointed it out, I didn't notice it until I started ticking them off in my head, the ones that are in Dallas. It's like, oh, yeah, <laughs> they're
1: everywhere. Yep. Uh, we get an email regarding the scooting, which is just more or less a jumping off point for Luke to to kind of say – kind of stop coming at my wife about this stuff. Yeah.
0: And I, I agree. You know, yeah. Carrie, none of this is Carrie's fault. <laughs> Don't drive her away, people. No. I know. We spent
1: so much time <laughs> and effort getting Coaxing her to be her comfortable
0: out.
1: With us. <laughs> Yeah. Be a shame if we spooked her now.
0: Don't mess it up, Tens.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: and I'm sure it, it, they take their dog to the vet. I mean, if it's just yes. a simple problem as that, I'm sure it would have been solved by now.
1: Oh, Yeah yeah take him to my vet oh this dog is this dog fat. is fat <laughs> <laughs> also needs anal glands expressed um, but the uh, it came this came during the week when someone actually pulled up to their house, took a picture, and drove off.
0: That is and, a million times worse
1: yeah i don't i mean they they talked something about redfin, I guess I'm not good enough at real estate to know that was
0: not it no one takes one picture Mm -hmm. of the outside of a house with a cell phone and drives away
1: (laughs) right okay i figured if there was a real estate thing going on it would have been a more professional yeah deal or done with a with a actual lens from a distance that where Mm -hmm. a good shot could be taken you know this is someone creeping on them yeah we've all tried to take pictures like i tried to take pictures of our house with my phone before the professional did it and it looked fine it's not anything you You need ever a want to wide
0: wide angle lens to catch everything and make it look nice.
1: Oh yeah, the guy who took the pictures in here—I don't know what kind of lens he had—but he he made us made this place look pretty spacious, mm-hmm. which eh, it's all right. But <laughs> hey, but don't don't tri- talk about it yet. It's, it's not trickery, done, not a
0: done deal. Well, <laughs> oh,
1: they've been in the house by now. Oh, okay, they've, they've they've met with the reality that there's no panoramic view of every room. Okay. Um, what else? Uh, Luke is going to Tampa on friday to um to do his tennis what what is the product again he's getting with a tennis tennis play- rackets
0: is that what it is i don't know <laughs> or is that just andrew's joke Is this andrew's joke i don't know why he's going to tampa
1: <laughs> he's doing it with a tennis pro so uh, if it's not something tennis related the humor in the ad will <laughs> yeah. i guess be tennis related and i don't know if, if if luke's a tennis player so that could be fun to watch him swing a racket uh, music for your weekend. Luke chooses The Violent Femmes, Blister in the Sun. Andrew Rogue Wave debaser and listener Lindsay Lake Street Dive. Call off your dogs. And with that, the uh, recap is complete. Unless you all have anything else you wanted to get out there.
0: Nope, I'm good.
1: All right, we don't have a lot of housekeeping to do right now, but um, the archive project steams on, and uh, and you've recently completed twenty weeks.
0: Yes, indeed. Amazing!
1: Wow, wow! How far are you ahead of Ashley?
2: I don't know. Uh, I want to get so far ahead that she can't possibly
1: catch up. You want her to give up, don't you? You want her to you want her per- to just start, just cry and give up. That's how <laughs> she never will.
0: No, Ashley will never give up. <laughs> no. no,
1: she won't. No, she'll be back, uh, Ashley. I know right now. I can hear her archiving in Dallas. That's how hard <laughs> yeah, she's too. archiving. I can yep. hear it over the storm. Mm-hmm. In Dallas. Um, can one of you uh, let everyone know how to get involved, please?
0: Sure. Visit us on the web at littleredbandwagon.com. Visit us at our Facebook page or the Stuns page. Our personal Twitter's Christie's at Kissy Eyes. I'm at Meredith underscore Mahan, but I'm never there, so just be my Facebook friend. Uh, Mike's Drew McFrizz. Bobby's at RL Pape. And producer Jeremy is at And Our show Twitter is at LRB Podcast. You can email us a note or a jingle at littleredbandwagon at gmail.com. Send us a voicemail or a text at 802-432-TDTL. That's 802-432-8285.
1: Well, uh, nothing on Nerd Out Loud this week because nope. um, Christy's not here. So Christy should be returning to the fold soon. Um, if not, we're happy to have Ann stay on forever. This has been so much fun. I hope we get to do it. Mm-hmm. Even more.
2: Oh, thank you.
1: And you do my part uh, today, Anne. I will get us out of here with, until next time, this is the next party.
0: And we love you, Jen. Never wait for cake. Let's all do Nailed It at the same time.
1: Okay. You want to
0: count it down? Three, two, one. Nailed, nailed it! Nailed it! I don't think we nailed it. No
1: erronically <laughs> Iron- did not nail
0: how that it.